Dr. G, dating over 40. And you know how we like to do it here. I help you to stay sane in this crazy, crazy world of dating. You know, it seems like the older you get, the crazier it becomes when it's supposed to be the opposite way. But you know what? That's why I'm here. I am Dr. G. I'm the success psychologist helping you to get success in every area of your life, particularly when we're talking about dating and relationships. And I'm going to tell you all something that I have very special. You know, I'm out here really trying to help everybody. I'm on that mission. I said, I need to do something very special for this audience. We in over 100 countries, over 3,000 cities. So everybody all over the world is needing some help. And I wanted to do something special for this audience. We are going to have a closed door event. That's right. It's closed door. It's only a special group of ladies. Those women who are really serious about making some changes for 2023. It is a closed door event called Five Moves that you need to make to attract your guy. And we are going to do this virtually. It is online. And I'm doing a Black Friday special. You know what that means? It's 75% off. Instead of the $97 that my events generally cost, it's only $25. $25 to register. That's going to change your life. Change how you move in 2023. So that this is not your story anymore. So what you need to do is go to drgladney.com. That's D-R-G-L-A-D-N-E-Y.com to register. It's going to be on November the 30th, next Wednesday. So you have to hurry. Spots are limited. Closed door event. Men, this is not for you. This is only for the women. Okay, everybody, go. I'm telling you, it's going to sell out fast. $25. You can't even get a a good meal, two meals at Chick-fil-A for $25. (laughs) But anyway, so that is what I am definitely doing, that I'm committed. Black Friday sale, five moves to make to attract your guy into your life. Now, we're going to get started on this episode because I have a lot of people that's chiming in tonight. Now, you know, last episode, we discussed the dating issues that stress single men. We had the men on there talking. They got their time. Guess whose turn it is this time? It is the single women. (laughs) So they have gathered up some fantastic and incredible women who can't wait to share with everybody the dating issues that stress the women. It's the women's time. Yay. Here we are. So I can't wait for you all to meet each and every one of these ladies. I am going to tell you their name so we can clap for all of them and then they will introduce themselves. So we have four ladies with us tonight. It's going to be some juicy stuff. I can't wait. I am so excited. We have Lee Coleman, Dr. Beverly Devon, Shirley Thomas, 
And we have Mayola Piero. Let's give them all a hand. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. I can't wait to dive into this conversation. But I want you each to tell us just a little bit about yourself. So, Shirley, we'll start with you. Tell everybody who you are. Hi, everyone. My name is Shirley Thomas. I was born and raised in Dallas, currently living in Austin for the past 17 years. I am divorced. I have two children. My daughter is 15 and my son is 12. I graduated with a bachelor's degree from Baylor College of Dentistry and Dental Hygiene, and I am single. Okay, girl. So you make our teeth pretty. Okay. So everybody out there, she's the one. You should see her beautiful smile. Okay. Miss Lee, why don't you tell us who you are? Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Lee Coleman. Uh, I am divorced. Actually, I've been every status you could be married except for a widow, and I'm not really looking for that. So I'm excited to be here tonight. I am a travel agent, and I have been in that business for about six years. And I am single, single, and would love to meet an amazing man. Oh, all right. She Look, she's already putting in her little commercial. Dr. Beverly. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Beverly Devon. I've been a practicing anesthesiologist since 1993. I have three wonderful sons, age 25, 24, and 23. My youngest son is playing um, college ball at the University of New Hampshire. I have been a resident of Dallas since 2001. I'm originally from El Paso, Texas, but back and forth between Houston and Dallas. Um, this is my home, and I have a beautiful granddaughter who's age four. I have been single now since 2013. I was married then, was in a long-term relationship. Um, we never married. And now I am single and hoping to find a wonderful man. All right. We got these single ladies out here, men. Hi, my name is Mayola Piero. I'm marriage and family counselor, master's in psychology, single, never married, no children, was a foster parent for over 10 years, helped raise nieces and have a lot of experience around children. Love to meet the right person with the right fit for me. Okay. Well, all of these beautiful ladies are putting in their bid. And guys, you are going to get to see who they are. But you know what? We got to do some talking first and some problem solving because there are some issues out here that are stressing the ladies when it comes to dating. Before I go to the list, I want to see if anybody has something that is not on this list that is your major issue that you have run into out here in this dating world. I would say honesty. I've found that in my dating experience, um, very often uh, men are not honest about what they're looking for. Ooh, okay, see, we could camp right there, Dr. Beverly. We could really camp because. I'm not supposed to be doing a lot of talking. I'm letting these ladies talk, okay? Okay, honesty. Anybody else? I would say a focus on their health and wellness. I mean, the last few guys, I mean, that I've run into, they've had some significant health challenges and they really weren't willing to make any type of lifestyle changes to 
better, you know, their, their aging process. I think, you know, you're either aging or you're dead. So I'm fine with aging, but you want to age well. And so when health isn't a focus or hasn't been a focus, or you're not open to making it a focus, then that really impacts every area of the relationship. Hmm. Health and wellness. Has anybody else had found that as well? Yes. And I think when we get to a certain age, particularly the men, there are some challenges and breakdowns and stuff. And if they played sports, if they, there's a whole lot that happens. And so just like they want somebody healthy, understanding the importance of health. Okay. Dealing with unresolved issues. There's, I feel like men have a lot of unresolved things that happen in their past that they don't resolve and they bring it to, to the present. So dealing with unresolved issues from their past has really been really creeping up. Well, that's interesting because in our last episode, that was one of the things that men said that stresses them out because women bring unresolved issues. They are not healed. So what we can surmise is that everybody has these issues that they need to be healed from. And when broken people get together into a relationship, it causes a collision. And then you just have a bunch of brokenness. That's good. Ladies, you agree with that as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. I feel for myself, I don't think a lot of people actually are living in their purpose. They're existing, but they're not living with purpose. But that's interesting. Let me say to this, because I talk a lot about purpose and when I'm speaking and doing trainings and seminars and everything. And when I ask the audience to raise your hand, if you know your purpose, there's only usually 10%, male or female. So I find that a lot of people don't know their assignment or why they're here. That's bigger than maybe just them working. You know, that may be part of the reason there's a lot of women that don't know and understand either. But that's interesting. Now, that was some four deep things. So you're thinking, what else could be on the list? Well, I have a list here that the research, and everybody knows, I always love this research. And I used to call the segment, Did You Know? Because I do all this research. It's because numbers don't lie. And so this list was from a 300 women that were surveyed on what some of the issues are. The first one is that you find very few men attractive. Is that a part of the issue that you ladies have? We could speak the reality because they visual and women, we visual too. So do you ladies find that that's a part of the issue? It is part of an issue because I feel as though that's the first thing that you look at is a physical appearance of a man, right? So when you see a man, you want them to be physically attractive, but physical attraction can come in so many forms. To me, it might, they might look physically attractive, but to some, to another woman, they might not, but definitely finding a man attractive is the first thing that you do look the physical appearance, the physical attraction, the physique, you know, how they're dressed, how they look is a really important fact in a man. Physical, how their teeth are, how they present themselves, you know, just someone that just is kind of sloppily put together. You kind of feel like that's kind of how they go through life. 
Okay. Well, I feel like the physical is important, but shortly after you see that, then they're going to open their mouth. So everything has to match because you can be the finest package that's very empty on the inside and very superficial and those kinds of things. I try to balance what I'm looking at physically with all the other things that come after that in a very short period of time. Because usually when you meet people, you don't really have a lot, you know, sometimes a, a long window to make, you know, to see what that whole first impression looks like. Okay. Well, you know, I try to help people to understand that most people out there are just average. They're just average looking people. And guys can't put on no makeup to enhance their looks. <laughs> And so their physical attractiveness, they just have to come with it. Most of the time, it has to be the way that they dress. Or like Lee, you mentioned, I think the health and wellness part of it, whether they work out, all of those things, them taking care of themselves, they have to do a little bit more. Because as women, we can enhance our looks with makeup, with hair, with eyelash, with everything else. They have to come as they are. <laughs> and so they have to be more aware. But that was one of the things that lady said was one of the issues. They don't find a lot of men that are attractive. I feel also being able to have a decent conversation. You'd be surprised how many people can't conversate. So no conversation. Somebody said that earlier. The empty, no matter how fine they may be. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was you. that. Okay. Look, I'm going to be getting all y'all lady mixed up. It's a lot of things on here. <laughs> Another one they said, and, and I'm sure, I know that you all have this. You're too old to be chasing men and tired of the games they play. Go ahead, Dr. Beverly. I see you shaking your head. <laughs> well, that was what I was alluding to before. Often, I don't, I'm not sure men are prepared for the sophisticated woman who has been forced by circumstance, you know, whether divorce, lack of meeting the right person, you've had to be able to take care of yourself. And so you have expectations. And typically, most of us are in industries where we have to be forthright, we have to be honest, we have to be open, we have to be able to communicate. And if we find somebody who's playing games, it just it's just not going to work because we've had to be so discerning in our own lives that we can kind of weed through that very quickly. Yes. So, ladies, what I would like for you all to do, because I always make them in, say what the games. Go ahead and start naming some of the games that men play just in case you're out there listening and don't know it's a game, that we look at it like it's a game. So go ahead, Shirley, tell about the game. It's the breadcrumbing, it's the ghosting, it's the passive aggressive behavior. Those are all things that are just games that they play. I mean, especially when it comes to like not being, Dr. Devon said, the honesty, they don't just own it, just tell them, be truthful. If you have something in your life that happened, yeah, if you're wanting to get to know a woman, say it, own it, be truthful. I consider that a game, not being honest, it's a game. To yeah. me, I feel, especially, you know, ghosting. I mean, you know, we're all in our 40s and above. Come on now. There's no need. If you're not attracted to that person, if you're not wanting to talk to that, just just tell them. That's not, I mean, we're grown, we're grown women. You know, <laughs> we can handle it. So just, and you know, what, games I feel like they play. 
Yes, Shirley, at the last episode, the guys, I said, do you tell a woman when you're not attracted or, you know, you don't want to go further with another date? And they said, no, they started laughing and thought that was a joke to be able to tell a woman because why would you take that time? So I think there's a lot of things, which is why it's so important to have these conversations. There are things that we need to know that we need to fix. In, in our 40s, 50s, and 60s, we got to fix some of this stuff that's not okay. It's just not okay. And so the guys were saying, oh, do you tell? No. And it's like, again, it's because of whatever experience somebody has had, if they told the last two women and they didn't respond right, then you say, well, I'm not telling anybody else because they can't handle it. That's how people move. What I want them to understand that they don't realize is, we perceive this as your ability to be honest in other areas. Because, you know, obviously if you're not attracted and you don't want another date, that's not going to matter anyway. But some of these other things that they won't be honest about, like their situation, okay, you need a second chance. Some women are fine with that. But you need to be honest so that the woman has the ability to make that decision. If she's not okay, you don't want her in your life anyway. But they won't tell So now we just all waste the time. And that's one of the things I'm going to in our closed event. I'm going to talk about how to get a man to be honest. Some juicy stuff. I'm telling you, because that is a huge, huge deal. And when you start out on the wrong foot, it's hard to correct that. Yes. And I've been through it (laughs) where you're dating someone and months into it, you have a suspicion something's not quite right. And then you find out later they've been hiding their wedding ring in their pocket. Or, you know, you've gone through so many gamuts. You're like, really? You're still playing high school games and you're in your 50s and 60s? To me, is you're still trying to find yourself. And if you're still trying to find yourself, you haven't arrived to manhood. And I'm not into it. Okay. Well, the thing that I would love to impart is how would you want to be treated? Having the empathy to understand that this is a human being on the other end of the line or across the table from you. This person has feelings. They have a heart. You don't have to be Mother Teresa or a minister every time you talk to a lady, but just be empathetic. Understand that you, this is someone's daughter. This is someone's sister. This is someone's best friend. How would you want to be perceived in how you treated this person? Yes. So I definitely want you to tell me if I'm not for you, please, by all means, tell me, but please tell me. Yeah, I think there's something to it that women that I want women to understand that intuition that we have. I think that if we all tapped into that more, you would know right away. I mean, it's not like you got to know within the first five minutes, but it's not going to take. I know after one conversation. If you're into me and if I'm into you, I know that. And helping women to understand how to tap into the gift that we've been given. A lot of times we seem to ignore some stuff or we just don't pay or, you know, we overlook it. We give people the benefit of the doubt, all of that extra, because it shouldn't take months. I I don't waste my time. I don't allow anybody. I don't want to waste their time. So I could tell you in a conversation. It, It doesn't even have to be a long conversation. But helping women to understand how to tap into that intuition that says, is this the guy 
The point is that you know if he's not, so you don't waste your time. So that's good. It kind of goes with, and these two I'm going to put together because they said it's a hard time finding quality prospects or meeting a guy who fits high standards. Are you all finding that? Because there's going to be a flip after you answer that. I'm going to flip that around. But the women were saying that they're having a hard time meeting a quality prospect who meets their high standards. They even named them. I'm not going to name them on the podcast because I can hear the men right now. So I'm I'm just going to say, do you ladies agree with that? I will admit that because I come from a very spiritual-based family, my dad had his own trucking business. Most of my uncle's and aunts were professionals, from teachers to engineers. I have seven of my first cousins have doctorate degrees. So that's my norm. And when you meet people who don't come from that, they may look at you that you have high standards, but this is my norm. I'm expecting you to come with something to present. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Anybody else? I feel like men, they get very intimidated by like strong women. They don't know how to handle. You hear them say they want a woman that's independent and they, you know, that have their own vehicle and own their own car and all that. But then when they do interact with those women, they don't know how to handle it because they're, they feel like there's just some inferior complexity issues, you know, and it it gets so frustrating. Like if I met a man and he didn't own his own home, it's okay. It's not the end of the world to me. But yeah. they feel that even if I'm saying that it's okay, they they don't feel comfortable. They get intimidated. It just doesn't make sense. That comes up a lot with the men. Most of the time they deny that. But somewhere along the line, the ladies feel that because women keep saying it and the men keep saying, I am not intimidated. I want you to have your own stuff. So there's this clash that keeps happening that I'm trying to bring the conversation together, which then I know we need to do another panel where we have men and women. Again, it's always around whatever people's experiences are. So these men, that's not their experience. And they like, I want a woman who has her own stuff so we can build together. I got my own stuff. They're not intimidated by strong women. But then in your experience as a woman, You find that. So there are men out there that are, but then there are men out there that are not. So I just want to always definitely keep that thought running that some men maybe, but some men, that's what they're looking for. They like the independence, especially at this stage in life. A lot of people in their 40s, 50s, in your 50s, you're looking at retirement or looking toward that. In the 60s, they may already be retired. Well, I just wanted to state that I don't measure a man's success by by his degrees or necessarily his financial status. In my experience and what I'm desiring is a man who feels successful within himself. If it's because he is the best bricklayer out there and he knows he can do the best job, I mean, I know people think that sounds impossible as a doctor for me to say, but it's absolutely the truth because if he's at peace and whole within himself, 
then he can bring himself to me and feel confident that I'm not looking for a financial, you know, match to me. I, I really, that is not important to me, mm. um, especially at this stage of my life. It's not. And so that's good yeah. to know, Dr. Beverly. Um, I'm glad you said that. So we can say that and put that out there, men, that all women aren't looking for you to come. Like Shirley said, if you don't have a house, it's no big deal. At this stage, that shouldn't be the number one focus. Is what do you have? What what do you have? And what you bring to the table? Right now, we all are looking for companionship. You're looking for a good person that can balance you out. And it's not all about the things. Of course, that's going to be important. You don't want somebody to be destitute. But then again, you know what? When you go through divorce, you can be. I went through a financial devastation. So sometimes it just takes a minute to, to get yourself back, back, you know, together. I believe one of the greatest things, we want authenticity. And to me, so many times people come and they're not authentic. You don't know who you are. You don't know how to present to someone else because you don't even know who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then I can definitely say that same thing for women, for mm-hmm. sure. I think that this whole conversation from the people that not necessarily even people I've met um, to date or interested in dating or anything like that, but just in this conversation around men, a lot of the feelings that they have around this topic deal with women who they don't know how to turn off CEO, VP, doctor. Oh. when they come home. And so now what they do, and that's the danger of painting everybody with the same brush, just because you have these initials behind your name or this title in front of you does not mean that those things are necessarily what drives you to be attracted to someone. And so I think that, you know, men have to get to know the woman and that comes through courageous conversations So once you meet this person, you will know if they're materialistic or if, you know, they are, they would be embarrassed to take you to this because all of their family has that or, you know, this and that. And I think that's to me what I wish they would be more open to is really getting to know a person and just kind of see how, how do I unpack this topic instead of how did the last five women you dealt with that may have, you know, had some level of success deal with it. Okay, that's good. Okay, I'm going to do the next one. And it said American men. Now, we know we got audiences in a hundred, over a hundred countries. So y'all can let me know. Email me and let me know if this is in your country as well. I'm just giving out the stats. It said American men are biased towards younger women. No matter how bad they look themselves, the ladies on this said, not on our panel, but in the research said they wouldn't try to date their grandpa. Okay, so ladies, we go unpack this. <laughs> now, we find that in our age group, 40s, 50s, 60s, that men are biased and want to date younger women. And now that we're in our 50s or 60s, and I know, Shirley, you're in your 40s, is that a part of one of the things that stress you out? In my experience, experience. Okay. in my experience, those men who are still playing the, the butterfly in life, 
they tend to go to the younger because they can stroke their ego and they can have that, you know, show up in society and have this image. And to me, again, that's not being authentic. If you still have to have someone on your arm to keep this image, there's something lacking in you. And the sad part about that is that it's okay for a man to date super young, but the minute a woman that's older date somebody younger, it's looked at, oh, she's a cougar. She just wants his money. You know, it's just so much behind this, you know, and it's, that's a whole different topic on another day. Seriously. I mean, it is, it is. There's a lot to that. And and the men will say that. And it is because they are born visual. Not to say that's not important to us, but they truly are visual. And we know that. We, as a woman ages, how she takes care of herself, according to them, and how a younger woman takes care of herself. And then sometimes the men in this one, they'll say, well, some of the older women are just so stuck in their ways that you can't tell nothing. And of course, a younger woman, she's still trying to find herself. So she's willing to, you know, so there's there's a lot to be said there. But this is one of the stressors that is stressing women when women feel like they're in competition with younger. You're not going to be able to compete with generally their body we've all had a bunch of children (laughs) first of all and you know you're not going to be able to compete with some of the other things and even the energy well just like the men the men can't compete with these young men either trust me they can't compete with them or their energy or their bodies (laughs) well but i also think that women are aging very well Mm -hmm. there's a lot of women out here who don't look anything like their age. And we're aging better than a lot of younger women. I think the tables are turning a little bit. I think I do prefer men younger than me for some of the reasons you ladies have already mentioned, mm-hmm. not care of themselves, mm-hmm. ways, narrow view of the world, all those things that I find refreshing in a younger man. Yes. So it's it's a complicated issue, but I I do. I think women are are killing it. I mean, I think there's a lot of women who are older that look amazing. And you're right. And I, and a lot of the men don't have a clue how old I am. And some of them, I have to tell them, (laughs) you know what? I think you're a little bit young for me (laughs) because they don't know because when you could take care of yourself, which is a really a good thing, but I think there's some to be said on both sides, but surely you did say the woman is thought of as a cougar now women are not even caring. Call me a cougar. Call, call me a panther. Call right. me a leopard. Call me a cheetah. Whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Just, you know. Okay, so that's interesting. Another one said, another issue was that, and I think it kind of alludes to something somebody said earlier, uh, that the men haven't figured out what went wrong in their prior relationships. Now, I can say that in what I do and what I've been doing, 95% of my clientele are women who are trying to seek to find answers to grow, to develop. I, I think the nature of a man is they figure it out. They can find their own answers because typically their brain is wired, a solution. And so they're not taught that it's okay 
to go and seek help because you're not going to find out. The only way that you find out what you did wrong, even for women, there's a lot of women out there that are not whole. They haven't found out what went wrong in their relationship because they're not getting the help. They're not getting the counseling. They're not seeking what it what is needed. And so a lot of people have it. And I've had a guest on and one season two or something. And he wrote a book that men don't heal, they hope. And so they never get to heal. They go from one relation to, a, to another relationship. So is that something that you're finding that that is a stressor? Because how are you going to make sure or ensure that somebody knows what went wrong in their prior relationship? And this is part of the reason that a lot of times they don't close out one chapter before they attempt to open another one. And if you have not unpacked your baggage and deal with it, you're going to unpack it in in that next relationship. And a lot of times when it gets tough, they just, you know, they just move on. So it is difficult to find someone that's open to counseling that will admit, you know, and that's one of the first questions I ask someone, what have you learned from the past relationship? If they list 15 things the other person did and never say anything that they did, that's going to be our only conversation because you're not taking responsibility for your piece, because everybody has a piece in every relationship, even if it's that somebody cheated, maybe you stay too long and let them continue cheating on you. I mean, everyone has a piece. And so if you're not willing to own that piece, then you're not really going to be a good match for another any relationship, really. Well, now, Lee, when you said, when you ask a guy, what did you learn in your last relationship? And they feeling like, you counseling them, that's why they go to the younger person because they're not getting ready to do all of that. They not get, they don't want to sit and have that conversation. So I'm just saying, I can tell you what they're thinking and how something comes across when they hear certain things that will push them away from not like, would you try to fix me now? <laughs> I've never had anyone not answer it. Oh, okay. I've, I mean, I mean, maybe it's the way I approach it. Because it's usually not like an interrogation. It's just a natural piece of the conversation. How long have you been single? You know, and then it just is a natural flow into that conversation. Okay. If, like I said, usually you can tell the maturity of the person based on how they answer. Because I always say what I did and what I would do differently in the next relationship. They're not me. And I don't expect them to answer like me, but I do expect an answer where you have learned something. That's good. Yeah, I do that in counseling. So that's real interesting. I just wonder. Well, that might be why I don't have anybody. (laughs) (laughs) What did you learn in your last relationship? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well. Not to ask that question. (laughs) (laughs) I learned. Heard one thing. See, anyway, that's a whole. Nother. Go ahead, ma'am. For the conference you're having on the thirtieth, I think again it goes back to how we are raised as women. Oftentimes, we are taught to be upfront and honest with our emotions. We can identify and acknowledge a lot of times where men are taught you you don't cry, you don't express yourself. Be camaraderie with your guys but you don't give in to your emotions and I think that gets in the way of being authentic with yourself your your true essence of who you are whether you're male or female 
So I've dealt with guys that have had multiple divorces and you try to get them, well, what, what are you doing? And it's always the woman did this, the woman did that. Well, there's always two sides to a coin, like it was said. And if you're never acknowledging that other side, then that's a problem. Again, it goes back to, you can tell, in one conversation. And so <laughs> at the end of the day, you can say, okay, well, they, they have not arrived. I'm not, and like Dr. Beverly, you know, we kind of talked, I don't know if it was on podcast or off, <laughs> but, you know, for me as a psychologist, I really have to be careful because they think I'm always analyzing them anyway. And the questions that I ask, that would be a normal question. Anybody asks could be looked at differently. So I'm not trying to fix nobody. I don't want to be with somebody that I got to put on my couch. That's not where I'm trying to be. So if they have not gotten to that space, and I think it comes out just a natural conversation for me without, you know, me having to ask those poignant questions, because if I did, then it would really come across like I'm trying to fix you. What did you learn? Let me tell I'm writing this down. What did you learn in your relationship? You know, I think we have to kind of play that one probably by ear, but Lee, if that's working for you, and that's, that's the thing, ladies, we have to, let me stop, because this is not the closed door. <laughs> I'm forgetting. We got a big audience out there listening. So I'll say that in the closed door event, okay? I'm, I'm getting ready to tell y'all something. Uh, what about, do you find one of the stressors that the other women were saying, it's hard to find a man who will spend time to let the relationship grow? I'm having a hard time finding a man who wants to be in a relationship. (laughs) That's not the issue. It ain't about growing. Do you want to be in a relationship? Okay, so ladies, are you having a hard time finding a man who wants to be in a relationship? I'm having a hard time finding a man that wants to be in a relationship with me that I want to be in a relationship. And I'm not having a hard time finding the men that want to be in a relationship with me. It's just we are not compatible in what I can see as a long-term relationship. And like you said earlier, Dr. D, I don't want to waste their time and I don't want to waste my time. So, you know, I move on, but I'm not having trouble finding the men. It's just finding men that I really want to be in a relationship with. Okay. So you're finding, you do find men who want to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You're just not their person. Okay. Dr. Beverly, are you finding men who want to be in a relationship? No, not really. Okay. Shirley, what about you? I was going to say, it's all different levels. Like you have some men that are like super slow. It's like you wanted, the relationship is going like super, it's not even a relationship, but it's just taking a sweet time. And then you have the extreme where they're like, let me meet your kids. It's like, whoa, okay, wait, we didn't do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but we're already to Z. Come on. Like, it's like, it's either they're they're thinking about if they want to be in a relationship or not. It's in that, you know, they're not sure, but they're still holding on to you. They're still talking to you, but they're not sure. And it's just taking baby step. And then you have the ones that are like super ahead of the game. Like they already like want to meet your family, meet your parents. You know, it's like, whoa, everything in between didn't happen. And so it's like finding that balance. It's really hard. The struggle is really hard. Okay. Okay. So I have guys, especially from my past, have said to me that they want to be in a relationship. 
But because of our past history, I'm really not interested. We can still remain friends just because it didn't work out as a relationship. I could still be your friend. But then they want, you know, let's get married. I'm like, no, you you weren't quality back then. And I'm really not looking at you now. Just because I choose to still be single, I'm still not, my standards haven't changed. So it sounds like from the panel of ladies here, that there's a mixture. So Dr. Beverly says she's not finding guys who want to be in relationship. Lee's finding them, but she don't want to be in a relationship with them. And surely <laughs> it goes the gamut that she's like, this, sudden, this is a turtle over here and it's a rabbit over here. So tortoise and air, we got going on. And then Mayola, her people from the past. So it sounds like which is good. So I, I want people to realize and understand and know that everything is different for everybody. While we're talking about some of the things that we are discussing are across the board, because Mayola is in Southern California. We are here in Texas. Shirley's in Austin. Everywhere, there's some standard things that women and men deal with. But now we're talking about the the men here. So there are standard things that we deal with as women. And so it doesn't matter where you're geographically located. But our experiences are all different. The men that Dr. Beverly's running into, they're not wanting to be in a relationship. But the men Lee's running into, they do. My goal is to get the people together that want to be in the relationships and the people that don't, that don't. It's okay if you don't want to be in a relationship. That's how I lived most of my divorce life. You don't have to want to be in a relationship. Just say that. That's where the honesty comes in. To say, I'm not wanting to be in a relationship. And I have met men that would say, no, I'm not looking for a relationship. That's great. Because I wasn't either. (laughs) So we could match. Now, the mismatch comes when somebody wants to be in a relationship or they say they want to be in a relationship, but they act like they don't. And I think that's, to me, one of the biggest things for me is that people say one thing and do another. I pay attention to what you do more than what you say. So your actions don't speak this to me. So whatever your mouth is saying, it doesn't matter. So that I can relieve my stress because I'm seeing what, what your actions are doing. I don't care what your mouth says. That's huge. I'm glad, you know, we have, it's all different because based on our different experiences. And the last one, because this time is just gone so fast. The last one, and I don't know if this happens to you ladies, that you find somebody that you're attracted to and they're not attracted to you. Is that an issue that comes up in dating? Sure it does, but I mean, they don't tell you, so you don't know. You, I mean, you know, you, you could assume a lot of things, but I mean, I'm sure that it happens to everyone. Just kind of explain, if you saw a guy and you were attracted to him because he didn't give you any energy, then you feel like he's not attracted to you. So that's where that statement would come from. Is that correct? Well, I would say it may be more applicable, maybe in dating online, you know, oh. be somebody you reached out to. And they didn't reach out to you. But I mean, I think that mismatch happens all the time. I mean, you meet somebody, however you meet somebody, you know, somebody's introducing you to them. And when you meet, 
you may have an affinity for them and they don't really have an affinity for you. Yeah, I think we've all experienced that. And it's tough because some people just can't, don't like rejection. So you kind of. Well, now that whole online thing, I tried that this summer. Ooh, that's all. And I I did. Yeah. About that, because I'm telling you, that is, I think everybody should go through it because it is an experience that can make you grow. Because I definitely grew. That was some stuff I'm like, yeah, like you said, Mm -hmm. online, if I reached out and poked you or whatever the deal was. not even that cute and I poked you you know I, okay that's for the closed door sorry <laughs> but, uh, one of the things I wanted to say if a guy uses the l-o-v-e word too early in getting to know me it's an irritant to me because to me you dishonor what that word is so if you show all you know I, I love no you don't know me to love me just FYI. <laughs> I don't know what men mean because most men have a hard time saying that. <laughs> Period. So, I've had it happen. I, I've had it both ways where they refuse to say it, show everything, but won't say it. And oh, then yeah. those who say it way too early. That's going back to the different level of men, you know, some are like ahead before they haven't done the basic. And yes. Then you have the others that are just still behind somewhere. Listen, ladies, we could go on. <laughs> I think we did a fantastic job for it to be five of us on here. <laughs> so men, don't ever say that we can't have a conversation and we all listening to each other, okay? Just don't say <laughs> this has been wonderful. As we are wrapping up, though, we always have to have a crazy dating story. There are two ladies that are going to share their crazy dating story with us. Okay. So I met a guy online and it was like an early conversation because we hadn't physically met yet. And so he was telling me how if I wasn't the type of woman that knew how to appreciate a man that, you know, that wants to get married, you know, right away because he's not playing no games. Once he know his queen and see his queen, then he's ready to get married and he wants X house in X location, and it's going to be a Bentley in the driveway, mm-hmm. and all of this, I'm sitting here like, okay, here we go, mm-hmm. and so I kept hearing all this commotion in the background of him talking, and so I was like, what is that noise, and he's like, oh, oh, that's just some people outside, well, he was, we were on a video call, and so he took his phone, and I heard all this profanity and stuff going on, I ended up determining that he's talking about all of this stuff. This man was living in a halfway house. Now, first, you got to get an apartment or a house of your own before you're going to set me on a house on a hill far away. I mean, we're not even getting ready to do any of this because you're not you, you're not even stable. And he was telling me he makes like 5000 He He gets 5000 a month from the military because he was disabled and then he was working on a contract where he was probably going to be getting another four or five thousand. Well, if you're already getting five thousand a month and you're not even in your own place, well, I, why are we doing that though? Why, Lee, no. he, Lee, listen, he was just practicing. I'm telling you, he was practicing on his lines. <laughs> on his line, yeah. He was, speaking, he was speaking those things that are not as though he they was envisioning, <laughs> he had a vision board. I'm just saying. <laughs> Been working on that so he Ooh. can see that Bentley girl. He saw it, you just didn't see it. 
You wasn't, he wasn't your guy. I, and, I can tell. But listen, Lee, let me tell you. Sad. Some woman that would have been fine for her. Yeah. She could see it with him. You know, but that's cool. That's, yeah. That is crazy. And he was offended <laughs> when I said, well, you know, I'm not really the Bentley type. I'm looking at retirement. I'm really, uh, you know, if anything, I want to be able to travel. I'm thinking about all the trips I could take with the cost of a Bentley. And so <laughs> investing in other things that are more important to me than doing so, something so wait, for wait, somebody so, else. So now, Lee, you sat there and entertained and had all this <laughs> Because you know yeah, what? That's, that's this is whole... my philosophy. <laughs> I want to leave anyone I encounter better than I found him. Maybe the brother knew nothing about whatever it was. And I, I don't mind imparting two or three minutes of wisdom on somebody before I hang up but and block them. But you made him mad. He didn't listen to you. You made him mad. You <laughs> but you know something? People can get mad. They can get mad in the moment. But you know what you can't do? You can't turn off those thoughts later. Okay. Okay, girl. All right. There you go. <laughs> mm. And Shirley, that was the crazy one. Go ahead, Shirley. <laughs> All right. This is this is an online dating story. So which led me to like, no more. I'm not doing online. It's not for me anymore. So this is a guy that I met. This was on our second date. First date went good. Second date, we met at a restaurant. It wasn't no five-star restaurant or anything. It was just a mom and pop, you know, hole in the wall restaurant. We ordered, we ate, and after we ate, the bill came. And so, uh, <laughs> it okay, it just, it was there. In my mind, I'm like, okay, I mean, it's no big deal. He took care of the first day. I mean, proper gentleman, you know, I'm like, but the waiter walked by, I, you could tell that he's not paying. So I just pull out my credit card and I put it in and the waiter took took it away and everything like that. He didn't say thank you or anything like that. So we're still sitting there ending the date. Uh, no big deal. It's not a big deal to me. I'm not the person looking for a free meal or anything like that. I covered mine and his. I went, I told him I had to go to the restroom, went to the restroom, came back. He handed me money. He handed me the money cash for both the meals. So I'm like, and I looked at him. I'm like, I feel like this is some kind of test. I looked at him. I can't, this is some kind of test. I'm like, okay, if you have the money, why didn't you just put it down? So end of the day, we go home. I was, you know, thinking few, like a couple of hours later, he texted me and he's like, well, I need to tell you something. I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you need to tell me? No, 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 no. You're a good woman. The date went all gray. No, I'm not. When you start off like that, you want to know, right? You might as well finish it. What, what do you have to tell me? He's like, well, I was just testing you to see if you're going to take the money. Um, this, is, this is what I'm talking about. Games and games. I'm like, your test should have stopped when I paid the bill. I've, I'm not looking for your money. I covered the thing. Why did you take it to another level to give me cash? I mean, come on now. This is online dating men in their 40s. And I was like, really? Okay, you tested me. Why couldn't you just keep it to yourself? No, he had to make sure that I know. And then the, the sad part about it is that he had to, he didn't own up to like, that was wrong of me to do that. Like, you already paid for it. Why did I take it to another level to see if you're going to take the money? I mean, this is just one of the stories, you know, and it was like, it was not even a big amount. You know, I'm like, why? Yeah. You know what? It seems like a lot of the crazy stories happen online. It, um, online dating has brought us to a whole nother level. I got some crazy stories, but you know, everybody out there is not like the people that we meet. Always remember that. Absolutely. Every man is not like some of the men that we meet. For your experience, somebody has an opposite. Mm -hmm. I always try to let people stay aware that 
even though that's your experience, nobody can be painted with a brush because I don't allow men to paint us all with a brush. And then I have to say, well, who are you attracting in your life? If that continues to be your story. Mm-hmm. That's why these conversations are really important to have and to have a mixture of people talking. We all have different stories, but it's going to help when people hear this. It'll help men for clarity purposes. It'll help women. So knowing that us being true and honest and telling our truths is always really good. So I really want to thank you ladies for taking your time out to share, to share your thoughts, your stresses, your opinions. And everybody's looking for that person. And again, I'm going to lead everybody back to, I knew I needed to do this, the closed door event, five moves to make that you can make to attract your guy into your life, your guy. And I'm going to share some secrets and some things. I almost was say some stuff tonight that's going to be very helpful because on this journey, I've been able to talk to hundreds and hundreds of men and to share some of the stuff and some of the things that they share with me, they're saying the same things that you all are saying. It could be if it would have been four men last last time, they would have the two men did a good job saying all the stuff that four men would say. Men and women are all saying the same things. How can we can't get this together? So that's a part of what I do and try to bring people together to have those conversations so that maybe we can change the things that aren't working. And so we've done that. Thank you all so much again. Ladies, go out there. Please go to drgladney.com. It is going to be next Wednesday, November 30th. I'm sorry if you hear this after (laughs) it's over because people listen to these things all the time. But we're going to have the closed door event, the five moves you need to make to attract your guy on November 30th. Again, it's a Black Friday sale. So instead of the $97 that I normally charge, it's going to be $25, $25. Ladies, come on. We're going to have a great time. Go to drgladney.com. If you have not joined our Facebook group, go to Single Life with Dr. G, Dating Over 40. Thank you, everyone, for listening again. Thank you for your time. And go out there and have an amazing day. This is Single Life with Dr. G. Dating over four.